0: Grandma, give me that mic back. Previously, on Grand Designs. Ah.
1: Morgana sent us this note. I don't think she's going to make much progress unless we show her the book.
2: Hypothetically speaking, if we had more pages <laughs> for you to translate, would you be able to translate additional pages, hypothetically, if we had them...
1: Suppose that we hypothetically had the book.
2: We should show her the book.
1: I'll open the backpack and I'll present Morgana the book.
3: My name is Alois Findal. I wish to petition you to put on a performance. It's my birthday. I want to be Carl's apprentice. The end of this book doesn't end with his death.
2: Do you think he became a tree?
3: No, I think he became a book. Is he that book? I think that might have been the case. A youngish-looking man comes racing through the front door of the sloppy ball. Uh, a man by the name of Weston sent <gasps> me.
2: There's been a slight accident. Oh no! Please hurry. Not sure how much longer Sarah will be alive. Bring weapons. We should. We should. We should go help him at once.
3: Hello, and welcome to the Romageddon Podcast. Episode number nine is what we're on right now. Uh, it's Grand Designs campaign. I think I just did that backwards. In either case, we're a Pathfinder 2 horror campaign with horrible things. And maybe some, a little bit of harring.
2: I don't know why it is so hard for you to say that word correctly. It's
3: like, At this point. I've it's,
2: never it's heard a- anyone mispronounce horror worse than you.
3: It's, it's a point of pride at, <laughs> at this <laughs> point in time. So. My name is Jason McGanley. I am the game master for today, and we have some players here. Why don't you go ahead in, and introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit, bit about your uh, characters and stuff.
2: My name is Molly Oblivion, and I play Bonbon, bon, the snow goblin alchemist, along with her faithful companion, Gremlock, the gremlin. Wait. The Mogwai who isn't a Mogwai.
1: For copyright reasons. I kind
2: of forgot. Yeah, for copyright reasons. The Mogwu. The Mogwu. And we, um, we're um, on our way to save the man I love. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Next. Uh, my name is Ali. I play Carl, the suel or elf wizard. And Rufus, who hasn't had a lot of speaking parts recently.
2: I miss Rufus. I feel like we haven't seen him in a long time.
1: I'll see if I can maybe make a quip with
0: him tonight. I'm just going to walk away from battle and go home and have like a weird bottle episode with Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Jordy playing Becca's Brandywine, the rogue. Oh, no, not rogue, just yeah. bard. <laughs> just bard dancer now. He's definitely roguish, though. Roguish charm. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Nothing special going on with me. I don't have any special animals that run around with me. That's true. Just you don't. Me and, and you my, only oh, speak one language.
2: Just me and my <laughs> unseen
0: servant. I guess it's a little different. You are your it's own cute, special cute animal. cute cuddling with cats and stuff, but when I do with my unseen servant, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it only knows one trick, and it's not public worthy. <laughs>
3: but it's unseen, so you never quite know what's going on. All right, let's give you some hero points. One for you, one for you, and Ollie has a carryover. Yes, two from last round points. <laughs> You're gonna need him because I, think- I plan on killing you all tonight.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna
0: reroll re- a deception
2: check. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling your bluff. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> we'll see. We'll see if it's a bluff. Okay, Katie. I choose. Like I said, I'm just gonna spend every round that I have this entire combat, just searching the house for Weston.
0: Bon, bon runs in <laughs> face first, full speed. Weston's house exterior.
2: Night. <laughs>
0: Mid evening, because it ain't night yet. Because if it was night, I wouldn't be there.
2: Oh, that's right. You have to go get naked yeah. for strangers well, you don't for money. Have to be
0: at your <laughs> how late is that? You're supposed to be there at midnight. Oh, you had five hours. The I didn't have like
2: five hours. Midnight. Four
0: hours. Four hours to midnight.
2: I mean, okay. is there any better time to dance naked for strangers for money? I don't know unless they're
0: going to use me in some sort of weird ritual because it's like midnight. Is it a full moon? (laughs) What is the lunar cycle currently?
3: Um, (laughs) It is almost a half moon waxing.
2: What did you just roll for? Did you just invent like a, like a numeric system for like the day or night or does that already exist? Like the higher it was, the fuller it would be probably. Yeah, I just rolled. The newer one
0: would be a new moon. That was some
2: really good DM improv actually. Because yeah. like, you just didn't even think about it. You just rolled as soon as you yes, asked like, okay. what the lunar cycle was.
3: That's what half of GMing is. It's just rolling randomly and <laughs> what determining did whether is? anything works or not. It was a yeah, which I'm not telling you. you. That's, the, that's, that's the secret part of it.
2: Why does it have to be secret?
3: Because I want it to be. Because it makes me mysterious. That's he, the
2: other half of GM. He wants right there. Some, he <laughs> <knows> <laughs> to be mysterious. He He's not he just giving didn't it. It's because I, I said that.
3: So. I feel it's like he scrolled the d D4 and then just made it
1: whatever he wanted.
2: Yeah. like... <laughs>
3: that was totally it. You <laughs> he guessed just it. He
2: picked up a jelly bean, tossed oh it on the ground, God. and was like, oh, it's like an 1140.
3: <laughs> you guys have me figured out. Totally. Yep. Anyway, last time, let's see, you all, over the passage of time, You all managed to figure out a little bit more about the book as Morgana began to decipher it and discovered that it was a story about a person and also happened to be that person in some strange way that she can't quite figure out. She also discovered that whatever magic was making the book be magical, it was slowly fading away. You tried to figure out more about the coin and failed miserably in that respect because it's way too complicated for your tiny, tiny little minds. And you also, let's see, what else happened? Oh, uh, Beckus got an invitation to a prestigious underground rave party. Woo, woo. <laughs> choo, are you supposed choo, to perform. Choo, choo,
0: choo, choo. Yeah, the Vermilion tit dance or whatever the hell it's called. The yeah, dance the ver- of the Vermilion <laughs> harlot.
2: The Vermilion harlot. I must <laughs> wear orange
0: and red and do it and dance on my head.
2: <laughs> so are we, are we like, Ninety percent certain that you're going to see Tom Cruise there. Is that like uh, the that's theory? That's probably going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Nicole Kidman will be somewhere around there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should be fun. I'm really sad that we won't be there. Like mm. Carl and I can't come because we're so low class.
1: What if we? What if we dressed up and then just like crashed it?
2: I mean, if it was an ice party, they wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <day. I> <laughs>
0: I'll put you guys in the bag of holding and get you through the wall. Yeah, and to stay right on out and like can, tail me. <laughs> can a you put to like? Co- party. Can you put
2: like conscious humans in a bag of holding
1: for ten minutes? Really? Are they expecting me to bring bodyguards? And <laughs> uh, no, what about an entourage?
2: I'd make a terrible bodyguard. I think entourage would be better. <laughs> I could guard your kneecaps. Like that's basically all I could keep safe. Carl could do a lot. You're what my do?
0: opium loader. You just like constantly <laughs>
4: load my opium <laughs> pipe. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> Anyway,
3: <laughs> it is the night of the big event that you're supposed to be performing and you're all sitting down having a bowl of soup at the sloppy bowl when a runner comes in with a note, hands it to Bonbon, bon, indicating that Weston's in trouble and he needs your help. So you head back to the, your apartment at the Smiling Tiger, pick up your arms and armor and head off to Weston's dilapidated mansion to figure out what's wrong. And that's where we begin. You arrive at Weston's Mansion to the sound of a crashing noise. As you look up, you see what appears to be a chair flying out of one of the upper windows of Weston's Mansion and out into the street where it explodes into a shard of splinters. You see that the familiar iron gate that surrounds Weston's Mansion, the door to the gate is wide open and standing just outside the gate. Is Weston? He is dressed in his usual sort of sciency garb, with a
2: excellent descriptor. <laughs> <laughs> Science garb. <laughs> science garb. No, I get his, it. I mean, his, I, we all picture
3: scientific.
0: goggles, you know, elbow high black gloves, white trench coat.
2: That's a very specific, pocket protector. Like, Neil Patrick Harris science garb. <laughs>
1: Various <laughs> fluids from whatever he's been working on.
2: I just imagine him elbow deep I in just blood in a lab Steve coat also. at all times. <laughs> like he, uh, he
3: is wearing gloves and he is wearing an apron and he is covered in a certain degree of blood. And the people in the streets who are kind of slowing down to look at whatever this thing that is going on that's having furniture fly out the windows—they kind of glance at him and immediately get nervous and hurry past him. Uh, as you approach, you notice he's sort of shifting from one foot to one foot and looks quite nervous. What do you all do?
2: I run up to him.
3: He gets startled as you approach and they go, oh, oh, Bonbon, it's you. <sighs> Sorry, I'm a little bit on edge.
2: Weston, what happened here? What, what is going on? Are you all right?
3: Oh, yes, I'm fine. Thank you. Oh, thank God. I managed to get out of the house and then lock the door. Uh, Saris didn't make it out of the house, so I don't know if he's still in there or has eaten by now. Uh, what,
2: what would have eaten him? What's in there?
3: Uh, well, I was working on an experiment. Uh, I was trying to replicate the growth and abnormalities that we discovered within the albino crocodile corpse. I managed to replicate it to some degree however not quite the same. I mean, part of the problem was probably that I I wanted to test it out on a dead body before a living one. And so I I fear the dead body is now um it got rather large. Um it has very sharp teeth and very sharp claws and is roaming around uh, inside of my house. I Are mean,
2: you I, saying it's half human half crocodile?
3: No, no, it's it's it was human, now it's Kind of looks like as if you filled a human with I don't know way too many fluids. It's kind of swollen and
2: but it's walking around and biting people and yes,
3: uh, well it, it it came after me. I, I chained it up. I mean I, I was being responsible. But when I I left to get myself something to eat, and when I by the time I had come back, it had broken free of half the chains and and well then I left. So I, and then I sent the letter to. You, I was hoping that maybe you seem to be skilled at dispatching strange things, so uh, I figured this was a job for you.
1: Yeah, you... we'd be happy to. Um, I, I assume there's some sort of reward for us dropping what we were doing and coming over. And Oh, of course. Carl, yes, I, oh.
4: don't be rude to Weston. <laughs> I will make sure that you're
3: amply I'm compensated <laughs> for your time and effort. How exactly
0: did you replicate this?
3: Well, I, I figured out what uh, was going on with the albino crocodile, and then I um, did the same thing, sort of.
0: And what process <laughs> did you go through to do that?
3: Oh, it's a very complicated scientific process. Uh, it was, uh, it, 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 you, you probably wouldn't understand if I tried to actually you go could... into greater details about it.
0: Well, if you're expecting me to walk in there and deal with something, I'd like to know how you created it so that I can dispel it easier. Unless you want to do it, since you did it.
3: Um, no. <laughs> well, well, it was it was dead. It was, uh, I purchased a body off of, off of some people that uh, didn't need it anymore. And then it came back to life. Uh, I suspected that the process was necromantic in nature, but I wanted to see, because... The growth of, of a creature is not traditionally a necromantic uh, result. and the, What happened to the albino crocodile was very unique, and so I wanted to see if I could figure out why it was different.
2: Did you use necromancy to bring it back to life? Possibly. Possibly?
3: Well, it's not absolutely for sure that it's necromancy. It seemed necromantic in nature, which is why I needed to replicate the process and the experiment to ensure to f- figure out more about it.
2: Weston, necromancy is illegal.
3: I understand this and that's why you all were asked to help me out rather than calling the town guards because you are discreet and you have proven that you are discreet in the past.
2: We, we have to help him. We you, have to be discreet.
3: You can trust our discretion, Weston. I hope so.
2: Bonbon looks very pleased with Carl. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gives him a thumbs up.
2: Yeah.
0: Good job. If I lose any sort of limb tonight, there is a group of people that will be more than happy to come down and hunt you.
3: Well, I don't think threats are necessary. Oh, it's not. I'm not threatening you. That'll be them.
0: I don't don't know what will happen in these ramifications. So this better be worth it.
2: Bonbon bon looks displeased with Bekkahs. Beckus. <laughs> Beckus has gotten tired
0: of being that friend who is clearly <laughs> ignoring all the red flags in their freaking abusive, shady-ass boyfriend.
4: <laughs> He's just using you. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> And because
3: has had a long day. He's he's
0: thrown out the sass. Yeah,
3: this is for killing Molly. <laughs> 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 Anytime you break someone at the table, you get a hearing point. Molly's still struggling. <laughs> Don't spit coke out your nose. So, like what would to, you like
1: to do next? I'd like to precast mage armor. All right, you precast
3: mage armor. Anybody else want to do any prep
4: work?
0: I draw my chakram and cast light upon it.
4: All right.
2: Uh, I guess I use quick alchemy to pop a juggernaut mutagen.
3: Okay. Juggernaut mutagen lasts one minute, ten minutes. Uh,
2: One minute.
3: One minute. All right. You juggernaut up. Once again, your goblin friend gets burly.
1: Charles, Ah. get out of my head, Charles. (laughs) Charles, no.
4: Charles, no. No, Charles! So for
3: today's combat, we have a little map. And as the players approach the door to Weston's mansion, you notice the door is closed and locked. And you can position your little miniatures wherever you wish at the entrance to the mansion. And decide what you want to do from there.
0: How about a key, Weston?
2: please oh,
3: um, yes yes sure I'm sure you want to get in
2: does Western have a mini
0: I'm the angry no. dad that has to come and clean up his quote unquote step kids mess
3: <laughs> he rushes up to the door fumbles with a ring of keys until he finally finds the right one sticks it in unlocks it and then quickly steps away from the door and just kind of backpedals all the way back He's to gonna lock us in the here. gate uh, it's open now
2: thank you Weston Bonbon smiles awkwardly at him as she waits for her friends to go inside first.
1: Carl uh, stands back and gestures at the door.
0: (laughs) I have three actions.
3: I Uh, you're not in round time yet. Okay, so you just kind of free form form it. Well,
0: I'm going to enter in the foyer as we have before on multiple occasions. All right.
3: You walk into the main hall. You can see. Once again, the door up to the left, it's wide open, it leads into the sitting room. The door to the right is closed. And then straight ahead of you, about 30 feet-ish down the hall, you see a stairway that leads up to a landing that heads off to the right and left to more rooms and such that uh, encompass the second floor of the mansion.
0: I proceed forward and check the door that is closed to my right.
3: Okay. Who's uh, in control of moving the minis?
1: I believe Ollie should be. Uh, who's in second?
2: I'll go second.
1: And I'll go. I'll bring up the rear. I'm not going to put Rufus on the map because he's riding in my robe currently.
3: Okay.
2: Um, yeah, I just put Grimlock next to me. He's on my shoulder at the po- at the moment. Okay. I'll okay.
3: Just... So you step up to the right-hand door, which is closed. Is it locked? It does not appear to be locked.
0: I open said door slowly and cautiously.
3: Do we
2: hear any noises coming from anywhere?
3: Make a perception check.
2: Uh, No.
0: No? (laughs) No?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Two plus something, but not not a lot. 26.
3: 14. Bonbon, Carl, you don't hear anything. However, Beckus, as you're opening this door, first of all, you hear a creak because nobody oils the damn hinges in this house. Uh, The door opens up onto a dining area. Uh, you can see it's like got a large table. Looks like it's meant for 15 to 20 people to dine in here. It's very extravagant. The mansion itself is a very extravagant house if it wasn't, you know, basically rotting from the inside out. And as you're opening it up, you hear coming from upstairs somewhere a crashing noise. And then,
2: by the way, it was eight. My perception check was oh. eight. I'm sorry. I didn't have the app open, so I couldn't. It, it
3: was
0: not. A- <laughs> Are there any papers drawn out about, about this dining room? Does it look at, like it's been used at all recently?
3: The dining room? No. As a matter of fact, there's one chair that's kind of pulled out on one of the sides, and you see a couple of dishes in front of it. But other than that, it doesn't look like the dining room has been has been set in a very long time. The table is covered in dust. Do you guys think Weston's
2: depressed? (laughs) Uh, Sorry. I don't think that Weston is depressed. I think Saris is depressed. Well, it was. He may may be dead now. I think he was depressed. Best cure for
1: depression. Wasn't
2: it Saris' job to keep the house clean?
1: Yeah, well, he was kind of an
0: alcoholic. Well, it's my opinion that Weston should stop trying to make friends.
2: (laughs) But he's so good at it.
0: Then why are we here right now? I could have had a nice dinner.
2: I don't know. It's it's not his fault. It's the necromancy's fault. He he's just trying to get to the bottom of things. You know, he's just doing whatever he can do to well, help the world.
0: At Let's
3: this point, at these notes. Everyone now hears a noise, a crash coming from upstairs, as if something just got smashed up. And then you all hear the the echoing voice of something. <laughs> I guess we should
2: go upstairs. Now,
3: first of all, who here, anyone here, perhaps, maybe an elf of some sort speak the shadow tongue?
1: Uh, yeah, this elf maybe speaks the shadow tongue. <laughs> you don't need to make a roll.
3: As this noise is being made, it just sounds unintelligible and bizarre, but you recognize it as the shadow tongue, and whatever it is, is saying something, you're still getting a mastery of this language, saying something to akin to, I can
1: smell your vanity... I think the creature's trying to seduce Cirrus. What? Uh, No, the the creature said, I I can smell your vanity. Call out to him.
2: Vanity? Like that thing, that place where women sit to paint their faces?
3: (laughs) (laughs) You have broken. I don't
0: have a good. I don't have a good. (laughs) Mostly
1: it's the reason for why women sit at that weird desk
2: i don't think bonbon understands the concept of vanity quite that way she just knows about the furniture
1: (laughs) well it clearly knows we're here
2: okay um well what does it mean that it's speaking the shadow tongue is that normal for reanimated corpses to speak shadow
1: i don't know we should maybe ask weston seems like he knows I don't think he wants
2: to come in here. From what
1: you've all been
3: studying lately, you do know the answer to this question. Oh, I'm sorry. Creatures from beyond the veil, whether they be classified as aberrations or undead, generally speak the shadow tongue because that is the tongue of the beast, which is traditionally the thing which creates them out of the corrupted and enslaved souls of those who are snatched up while trying to cross the veil.
2: Okay, so Carl and I have a conversation about that then. <laughs>
3: Yeah. So you're all standing there having a conversation and then you hear a noise, something crashing into something wooden and you look up and you see.
2: Then we just fight a minibus. Then this just happened. What we just hear. You head.
3: see coming okay. from around the corner of a hallway off to the left and the above landing this strange looking creature. It is looks like it was definitely a human male of some degree. Uh, of some sort the body is naked it is bloated and swollen the skin is mottled and patchy as if it's covered with severe rashes you see a large incision across its where its abdomen it looks like it's been freshly sewn up but it's like bloated so it's putting a strain on the stitches it has large misshapen hands that end in and clawed fingers and the same similar to it on its feet and the flesh around its eyes is swollen over and covering, so it does. It looks as if it might be blind. As it comes around the corner, it's kind of shambling and hobbling, and it opens its mouth, and you just see its teeth are broken and jagged, and it looks like more teeth than it should have, like as if they've just sort of grown through the gums, creating this like road teeth type effect. And it begins making its way across the landing, and it's just whole, kind of cocking its ears around as if listening for something. It doesn't appear to see you, even though you have a straight line of sight at it. At this point, everybody's going to go into round time, so roll up your perception for initiative.
2: Oh my god. Why? 22.
3: 22 for Beckys.
2: Okay, so the Bon Bon D20 is not rolling high. I know it's just initiative, so it doesn't matter right now, but I'm just letting you know that all my rolls on this thing have been terrible. (laughs) I'm so
3: Um, sorry. Happy birthday.
2: (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Thanks for
3: giving me a jinxed birthday present. uh, Carl, what's your initiative? (laughs) 11. Bon Bon. 7.
2: 7. 7.
3: And the creature? The creature goes first
1: god damn it
3: it makes its way across the landing slope.
2: well i mean if we just like stay still don't talk or move
3: and it cocks its ears up listening as if it's trying to figure out if there's anyone there what i need now is for you all to tell me your stealth dcs that's going to be whatever your stealth bonus is plus 10
0: 18 17 you're higher stealth than i am now does it feel good That's really good. I've
1: never been the highest stealth in a group.
0: Well, you
2: are still, because mine is also 17.
1: (laughs) It cocks its
3: ears and then turns and looks down in your general direction, or sort of looks. It doesn't have any eyes. And then it starts to slowly make its way down the stairs towards you all, listening as if it's heard something, but it's not quite sure yet what it is. Becca, it's your turn now.
0: What would you like to do? I turn around silently and gesture for them to cover their ears. <laughs>
2: You're gonna do a sonic fucking blaster.
0: I cover my ears.
2: I cover my ears too.
0: I cast my new signature spell, Soundburst, at its heightened level.
3: Alright, that's a ten foot burst. That's
0: a thirty feet. Yeah, thirty
3: burst. feet range. And that's like a ten foot burst. Mm-hmm. Alright. Okay, so what does he get for that? Does he get a
0: saving throw? Uh, yes, he needs to do a saving throw of fortitude.
2: Oh, Grandma covers his fortitude. Is it just a team.
3: basic fortitude save? Or does it have a variety of effects
0: to There is a variety of effects.
3: All right, and I will tell you. What is the DC in that?
0: That would be a 19.
3: 19? All right, he makes his fortitude save, and... Oh, hello. Gets a 27, so that is a success, but not a critical success.
0: If you have a success, you take half the damage. Okay, so
3: half damage... So roll up some damage.
0: So I gotta roll 3d10.
3: 7.
1: 8. 6. Nice. 21 points of damage. That's half of that, right? So 21, he takes half.
3: Alright, you reach out and blast out with your sound burst. It hits. It rocks the creature, which shakes noticeably. Kind of covers its ears. It also blows the handrail banister off of the side of um, Weston's stairway and leaves a large crack in the wooden wall on the other side of the creature. You have one action left. What do you do? Creature's head is pivoted, and now it's looking straight in your direction.
0: All right, so I guess uh, I am going to toss my chakram Randomly at the hallway up behind it. Not directly at it. I'm trying to make a noise of distraction behind it.
3: Okay. Uh, make a deception check. That
0: would be a 23. 23?
3: All right. You hurl your chakram, which sticks into the wall up up at the top of the landing, and it kind of spins its head around, listening to the noise, and kind of shooting its head back and forth, left and right, trying to figure out which noise it wants, uh, which noise seems more important. That is your turn. Carl, you're up. What would you like to do? I'd like to cast the spell
1: Rhyme Slick. All right. Which does... Range 60 feet, 15 foot burst, basic reflex saving throw. You call down a chill wind when you cast the spell. You deal 2d4 damage to each creature in the area. If a creature in the area critically fails its reflex save and was standing, it falls prone. You also create a layer of ice on all surfaces in the area which become difficult terrain unattended objects in the area become slick with ice and picking them up requires a successful reflex save or acrobatics check against your well, spell dc Lord, this is a long spell um so first of all what's your your uh, dc for your spell uh i think it's a, oh 19
3: 19 its reflex is exactly 19 so it succeeds
1: so um so it still takes two to, does it still take damage
3: uh does it have a special it says is basic reflex? Basic reflex. That yeah. means it's gonna take half damage. So roll your damage.
0: Five. Alright. Fuck this creature up Beckus is hungry.
1: Uh does that make that makes the surfaces all slippery though, right?
3: Uh yes. So how's that gonna affect it? Does it? It's just gonna affect it when it starts its turn in it.
1: When it moves, I think. When it moves, it covers everything in
0: ice. I think it'd be like however long it would take Mm. ice to melt. But
2: what is the area of effect? Like like when does does sort of like the icy area start?
1: It's yeah, gonna wh- start right here, okay. and it's gonna go all the way to the top of the stairs.
2: Uh, okay, so it's just sort of like in a in a circle around him, and we're a little ways out of that. We're gonna
0: Benny Hill him out of the house. We're just gonna like foot. slide him down the stairs and just like shoot him right
1: out the house, and like
2: I think that's a damn fine plan. Weston, <laughs> eat
4: Weston, uh, you deal with it. Like right yeah.
2: There.
1: So it's it's just a, I think it's just difficult terrain.
3: Um, you have one more action. I'll shoot it. All right, fire away.
1: Uh, sixteen plus I think it's eight, so twenty-four. That'll hit.
0: And you're, are you far enough away that you?
1: Yep, he's thirty. Okay. He's thirty-five feet away. Yep, that's what I thought. Uh, three damage.
3: Three
1: damage. you're Yep.
2: Okay. Um, I would like to step up next to Becca's, if I may, and since you used a an like an ice spell, I could. I guess I'll throw one of my pre-made frost vials at him.
3: Okay, you pull a frost vial out and hurl it. 15? 15 goes flying past the creature. It hears the frost vial coming at it and ducks.
2: Falls. All right, well, I just wasted a frost vial.
3: Smashes against against the stairway.
2: It's a Good thing I prepped two, so Uh, I'm good. So
3: that's your action. It is back to its turn.
2: Wait, how many actions did I get?
3: You used one action to move. Uh One action to pull out the vial and one action to, to throw, throw
2: it. it, it costs an action to pull out the bomb that's like on my yes. thing. How come it doesn't cost him to fire or to like prep an arrow or whatever?
1: Because the bow is a one, one plus weapon, so it only takes well, one hand. Yeah,
3: he can draw an arrow and fire in one action.
2: Well, that's fine then. <laughs> must be nice to
0: carry around a quiver that doesn't <laughs> count as an action. <laughs> it goes.
3: Hunches down and then leaps off the stairs, landing directly in front of Bekkus and Bonbon. Bon. As it stands there, it doesn't immediately attack. It kind of reaches out and you can see it sniffing the air and it immediately beads in on Bekkus. It says, I smell
0: your vanity because I'm so clean.
3: And then it tries to bite you. So what, what is I'm your armor class? Clean.
0: My armor class is... 19 19 that's gonna boo all
3: right uh, that is a bite 29 critically hits you
2: can I push back us out of the way no <laughs> <laughs> what's
1: new?
0: <laughs>
2: If you spend this whole fight unconscious. I swear to God.
1: First, first round critically hit. <laughs> yeah. Like every single <laughs> every combat single we've combat. ever had. <laughs> you
3: take nineteen points of slashing damage, and you need to make a will saving throw, please.
2: How much HP do you have? Thirty-five. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah,
3: you guys are a little burlier
0: now. <laughs> and what else do I need to do? Sorry. A
3: will save, please. <laughs>
0: ten.
3: A ten. A ten. <laughs> Is a critical failure. I'm going to give you some condition cards now.
2: You must be so happy. Oh, I'm so happy someone had a critical failure. Oh, Robin, I'm so happy. Uh,
3: all right. As this creature bites into you, your mind floods with images of your own vanity and how it's backfired on you, how you've managed to, during points in your life, even points when you're a small child, how you were chose your own vanity and your own pride over the good of the people around you hurting the people around you and you're
0: overwhelmed you are sickened too beckett then quickly realizes that all the good that he does and doesn't ask for anything in return <laughs> <laughs> you are
3: clumsy one and you are enfeebled one these will last for 1 minute
2: there's a there's a status so, card just called clumsy yes yeah. so do that all the time.
3: what that amounts to as far as your numbers go is sickened is going to give you a minus 2 off of everything Enfeebled is going to give you a minus one off of all strength based things. Clumsy is gonna give you a minus one off of all dex based things. So when you're say attacking, it's gonna be probably at minus it's gonna be a minus three for any attacks. Your reflex saves are gonna be less, etcetera, etcetera. It's a wicked little combo. I'm glad somebody critically failed. You're but that's person. its turn, because it actually had to spend a turn finding you. So Becus, you're up. You're not feeling well. You're just feeling overwhelmed. Your mind feels kind of like messed up. You feel dizzy. Your stomach is turning. You feel off balance. Your your muscles are kind of shaking. Everything just feels way wrong.
2: Beckett, are you okay?
0: I take a very slow step backwards, trying not to be loud at all. Okay, make a stealth check. 19. 19.
3: So you step back.
0: And I pull out one of my minor healing potions yeah. to use. All right. You remove my healing potion
3: from your bandolier and drink it.
0: I heal for five hit points. All right. Next round. I should have re-rolled that damn freaking roll. I the know. save? The yeah. save would have been good. You do
3: have the, the heal points. Uh, but Carl, you're up.
1: I'm going to cast Sudden Bolt.
3: All right, Sudden Bolt. Is it integral?
1: Nope, he can make a reflex save.
3: Reflex save. A basic?
2: Yep. All
1: right,
3: so he's saving for half. Come on, critical, critical success for none. What's my target number? 19?
1: 19. I got a 15. All
0: righty.
3: Not rolling that dice anymore.
0: For all you guys listening, that's four die he's rolling right now. Yep. 29 points. 29
3: of- points of damage. Alright, uh, what kind of damage? Electricity. Alright, you reach out your hand and just this lance of electricity goes racing at this creature and you can see its swollen flesh begins to split and pop and blood and muscle just start sort of pouring out in little bits and chunks. It's almost as kind I'm of like watching shocked. someone throw a kitten into a wood chipper.
0: I'm visibly uh, shocked what? as that lightning bolt just that a flew bad over my analogy? shoulder too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
0: Molly
2: just got horrified. <laughs> Just wasn't expecting okay. it. How about it throwing was, a puppy into a wood chipper? Is that better? No. Uh, no.
3: A pig. <laughs> a baby?
2: All right, the baby I can handle. You throw a baby in a wood chipper. Of sp- you, you leave the puppies and the kittens alone. How about a
0: fistful of spiders? Like I think I would be okay yeah. seeing that happen okay. or like centipedes. I hate anything a... with like Could You imagine what that. Anything would more with six legs just wigs me out. So there you go. Like ooh, you should ooh, get creatures <laughs> like that. A handful
2: of hermit crabs into a wood chipper. About, that is an acceptable. Uh, like
3: throwing Nicolas Cage into a wood chipper.
2: What is it, why? why? Why do you do it? <laughs> Get in the cage. <laughs> would you even be able to tell if Nicholas Cage jumped into a woodchipper? He, yeah, just... he,
0: he would start talking about woodchippers dramatically. <laughs> no, you would hear him scream like a but maniacal person.
4: Like, nah, nah, I'm a nah,
2: cat. Nah, I'm a suction nah, cat. Nah. <laughs> I say all my ABCs. <laughs> <laughs> You started this. I did start this. <laughs>
3: Carl, you have one more yeah, I was action. I quote the rock. Shoot him. Yeah. Shoot.
1: That's a natural
3: 20. A natural 20.
2: All oh right. Oh my God, Carl. Roll some damage. How what? much health does this motherfucker have? I feel like Carl's done like 80 points already. Yeah. Well, I did like
1: <laughs> 11. He did
2: Welcome. like 29. Welcome to third level, where I everything gets bigger.
1: Nine points of damage. Mm-hmm. That's nine points of oh, critical. Oh, wait, but it's a deadly, so I also get a d10. Yes, you do. A deadly. I even have one pulled out. Here we go. Uh, 14 points of damage altogether.
3: After launching this giant bolt of lightning at this creature and causing it to swell and pop and twitch, you line up an arrow and bury it right through its skull. It drops to the ground <gasps> dead.
2: Oh, my God. That was so fast. That was the fastest
0: we've ever <laughs> won a combat.
2: That was okay, so And you're not even unconscious. I am so happy. Nope. And <laughs> I healed
0: up while you are in the bathroom. So that's a little bit better. <laughs> nice. And I now I'm going to go downstairs and inspect the laboratory. Right. He, it isn't the only one, burst right? Burst your bubble. I don't think you just head
3: downstairs and start yes. looking. It. At- I yes. want to yes. see You're the notes.
0: I want to see the notes. See if there's any notes completely relevant to wherever the table was that he was working on. This little guy. Okay, I wanna you. See the formula.
3: Just bolt down into the into the basement. What are Bonbon bon and Carl? What are y'all doing?
2: Following. Do, you, do we know where you went? Did you tell? You us? Saw,
0: I mean, you saw me go the way that we usually go downstairs.
2: I go upstairs.
3: All right, you start going up the stairs. I want to see if, yeah. if Saris being, is okay. Being careful to not slip on the ice.
1: Wait, his house is three floors?
3: Yes. I'll search this floor.
2: Oh, nice. Good. That's good teamwork, guys.
3: <laughs> well, it's three floors and a basement, but
2: yes. Oh, wait. I'm I'm trying to go up to the floor where I heard all the smashing noises.
3: Okay, that was the second floor. Okay, all right. Okay, so... yeah, I'll just do this in order and initiative here. Who is next? Bonbon, you were next. So you creep up the stairs, and kind of head to the direction that it came from. And you see a large bedroom. Looks comfortable enough. Um, Is it Weston's it's, bedroom? Huh? Is it Weston's bedroom? Uh, it could be, unless Saris has a really nice bedroom. <laughs> you never know. But you do see notes and stuff scattered everywhere, and it's, it's all the... Desks are kind of a mess, but it looks like the other stuff is taken care of, much more so than the rest of this place, which is just falling into disrepair. Even the paintings are actually look like they're being taken care of and not just rotting away. Uh, make a perception check real quick.
2: Okay. Nineteen.
3: Right, you hear a smash coming from a door off to the right that looks like it goes into a closet.
2: Um. I call Therese's name before moving toward it. Okay. see if he answers
3: <laughs> you hear the latch move and the door creeps open and you see saris looking at at you from the darkness of the closet saris. his eyes are wide and he's he's obvious there's the thing gone
2: yes it is gone my <sighs> companions killed it i also helped i did a lot i'm going to help you if you would like to join weston he's waiting for you outside he's been very worried
3: Yes, that's, uh, he opens the closet. and You can see he's, he looks like he was dressed normal for his day's work. Uh, he somehow has lost a shoe in the process of whatever <laughs> happened. His hair is uh, well; his, what's left of his balding head is disheveled, and he just look. He has dark rings under his eyes, he, and he's a little shaky. He's like, "Oh, I guess I don't need this." And he picks up a crossbow, a very large crossbow that was sitting to the side in the closet, and cradles it and. Looks at you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm going to go put this away and get a drink. And he walks past you.
2: Wait, Cyrus. I think you should speak with Weston. He's very concerned.
3: No, I'm sure he is.
2: Cyrus, get your crap together.
3: <laughs> Does he? Do you follow him? <laughs> yeah. Are you I follow, follow him into his Cyrus. room, which is a much smaller, less <laughs> okay. impressive room, though much tidier than Weston's? <laughs> he hangs up the crossbow <laughs> on the wall. Next to the crossbow, you see like a lot of different mounts. You see what appears to be a large spear with a silver tip. You see a couple of swords. They look like they're made out of strange materials. You see what appears to be a very large oversized set of garden shears that uh, looks like it's laced with some sort of uh, gemstone or something. There's about a dozen of these weapons that are put up along the wall. And he puts the crossbow up with the rest of them, opens a drawer where you see there are five bottles of whiskey in a row. They're all the same looks like the same cheap brand. He picks one up. He pulls the cork out of it. Takes a very long chug. Turns to you and says, "Thank you again." And then walks past you and back down and back down the stairs. I follow him. Uh, he, he gingerly steps around the remains of the creature on the floor and walks towards the door. Thanks kind of looks at the door, and then looks at a looks like a uh, sort of a casual chair. I'm it's standing the there with the my, ha-
2: my arms crossed across my chest and Grimlock sitting on my shoulder with his arms crossed across his yeah. chest and we're just staring at him.
3: He looks at the door again, looks at the chair, and then just sits down in the chair and continues to drink.
2: Sarah, Weston is two feet that way.
3: Well, the creature's dead. He can come back in. I'm sure he's safe. Unless it wakes over- up again. Who knows? I
2: walk over to the door and I go outside to talk to Weston.
3: Okay. You're going to ruin my plans. Back, meanwhile, as all this is happening, Beckus I don't
2: know your plans. I know you went down to the basement, but I don't know why.
3: <laughs> While this is happening, Vekas, you sneak back around. It's very obvious where the uh, la- la- laboratory is. The door is wide open. You hustle down the narrow stairs into the laboratory where you see his operating table. You can see in a room beyond the operating table, which seems to be like a large storage room, you see the remains of the Um, the crocodile have been left there. And the table itself is covered with blood and there are large chains that look like they've been wrapped around it, connected to these oversized manacles. There appear to be two sets or rather four sets. Two for each for the arms and two each for the the legs. And they're just, the chains to them are just splintered. As if whatever was chained down broke out. I cast Detect Magic. You cast Detect Magic? Alright. You get... A pulse of magic from somebody somewhere within twenty feet. All
0: right, I'm gonna go up to the table and see if, if there are any like notes or anything anywhere. Is there any bottles, weird jars? There
3: is a sort of a side desk with the uh, notes kind of scattered over across there. it. All right, make a perception check as you investigate. What'd you get? Fifteen. Fifteen. You. Kind of look through the notes quickly, and most of it's in a sort of scientific gibberish that you don't understand. But one thing, you as you're flipping through the notes, you come across one page, and you just kind of toss it to the side, and then immediately pull it back, and you realize that on this page is what appears to be a large, oversized sketch, uh, around.
0: Is it a tree with strange roots?
3: No, uh, it's a profile of a man's head wearing Ooh. a strange, sort of simple-looking crown, and there's some notes across it. Sort of mostly what appear to be Weston uh, scribbling to himself about uh, necromantic energy. What is this thing? Um, we'll be keeping it locked in the lead box until it's needed for the experiment. Perhaps I can replicate the albino crocodile's rapid tissue growth. And that's what you find. Meanwhile, Carl, what are you doing? Uh, just searching the rest of the
1: floor? I'm just, I'm just snooping.
3: Okay, make a perception too. <laughs>
1: Uh, 24. No, sorry. 22.
3: All right. You're just going kind to of walk from room to room, looking in drawers and this and that. You see a lot of stuff around the house, but most of it... The, the one thing you notice is most of the stuff around the house seems to be missing its, uh, missing its partner, so to speak. Like you'll see, like on the dining... For example, on the dining table, you see one silver candelabra. And then you see places in the dust where there probably would have been two others, but those ones are gone. The place setting uh, where somebody's been eating at the dining table looks like it was meant to have like multiple forks and knives, you know, the way rich people eat, except you just see like three of the same fork. So it looks like all these things used to be in sets, but they're just kind of missing different pieces. You see places on the wall that look like they contained paintings because the color of the wall is different, but those particular paintings are gone, while as just... A few feet away from it, there's a painting that's been sitting there and is just rotting and is rotting so much that you can barely tell what they were. So
1: it's it looks like someone's been selling off some wealth to support themselves while they conduct possible necromantic experiments. Or sadly uh, That could be one extrapolation.
0: Stuff. Or sadly hiding things.
3: Now, you do find one interesting thing. As you're shifting through the drawers and so forth, you come across... Rattling around in one drawer a dull gray stone that you recognize as a burnt-out iron stone. You have no idea why it's there or why it's burnt out.
1: (laughs) Does this drawer look like something someone would be looking in for something of that nature? Uh, If
3: they were looking specifically (laughs) for it, perhaps? It looks... There's nothing else in the drawer. It just looks like somebody threw that in there. There's so many little little end tables and uh, other bits of furniture that just sort of have drawers on them. Some of them have stuff in them. Find what like rotted napkins in it and uh, it's, it's it looks like this used to it had all the trappings the, yeah, the trappings or facility of a very nice, rich household. It's just half of it's been repped a lot left to rot and half of it is gone. Um can anyone see me? No. I'm
2: on the front porch and Becchus is in the basement.
3: Uh, well at this point you're still upstairs and Bacchus is still in the basement. I'll,
2: no, I went I followed him down. Time to is the gonna first convert. All right. this
3: is happening at right. the same time. Uh, uh, that makes uh, sense. <laughs> I'll, I'll, dis- <laughs> I'll discreetly slip it into my belt pouch. All right, you just discreetly slip it into your belt pouch. So, at this point, Bon Bon uh, Weston comes to the door, kind of looks around tentatively, looks over at the creature that's gross and kind of charbroiled, laying on the floor. Oh, uh, everything taken care of. That was that was quick. Yes. Definitely uh, wasn't as tough as it looked, eh?
2: Oh no, we we were we were no match for it. I helped a lot. Um do you think maybe we could speak outside for a moment?
3: Um, of course. Um Sarah, so would you mind dragging the body down to the laboratory so I can take care of stuff? And Sarah just looks up at him with this incredulous look on his face, <laughs> takes another slow drink of the whiskey, and says, I'll get to it, sir. Oh, excellent, uh, Yes, one, one. Let's step outside and have a, a talk.
2: Okay. So, what is wrong with Sarah
3: What do you mean? He's still alive.
2: He seems to hate you and his life. No,
3: No, of course not. He's he's been with my family for years. He he practically helped raise me.
2: He's pretty miserable. And when I when we killed the creature, and I told him that you were very concerned and waiting outside for him, he didn't even. Remotely tried to come outside and talk to you. He just sat down and started drinking again.
3: Oh well, he probably just needed something to to calm his nerves. Uh, Sirs drinks a lot.
2: You think? Do you think it's a problem? No. Are you worried?
3: W- why? Why would I be worried?
2: Well, you're doing such important work. You deserve, you know, a, 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 an assistant that takes it seriously. That's all I'm saying. I'm just trying to look out for you. You know, and your work. That's very important. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> yes.
3: Well, he's he's uh, not really an assistant as far as my laboratory work goes. He just mostly helps moves, move things around and runs errands for me and so forth, uh, which is invaluable. And he's he's got a strong back, so he can help me move things, like leftover parts of failed experiments. Besides, he's, like I said, he's been with my family for, for decades.
2: Bonbon looks confused, but accepts this answer. And turns and says, okay, well, I suppose you know what is best. I just want to make sure that you are being taken care of.
3: Yes, uh, Saris does a fine enough job.
2: Well, we should go back inside now.
3: Uh, very well. That's all you wanted to talk to me about.
2: Is there something you wanted to talk to me about?
3: Uh, not, not not, that I can think of, no. Um, well, then we're okay. Yes. We uh, can go back inside. All right. You head back inside. Be- Our misses s- love it. <laughs> 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 At about the same time as Carl is emerging from the dining room with a pocket full of stolen ion stone, and Beccus, what are you doing? You have this sheet of paper with the sketching of what looks remarkably similar to the coin you have. You're still in the
0: laboratory. A rush of sort of frazzled anger comes across me. Because I recognize said coin and then shout out in goblin something that I shouldn't shout in common. I don't know. Whatever cuss word. Oh, what,
4: what,
2: what cuss word are they taught you? Whatever
0: cuss word Bonbon bon has taught me to shout in goblin, I do. And I start storming up the stairs. All right. Not running, but angrily stomping with the note in hand.
3: All right, so you two in the main hall here, goblin cursing very loudly. As Beckus finally emerges through the sitting room and into
0: the hall.
2: Beckus, what's wrong?
0: This shows the note to you guys.
4: Is,
2: is um, Weston with us? That's
3: my notes from my laboratory. I ask that you please don't go down there without uh, me being there.
0: I turn slowly <laughs> and very deliberately to face Weston. What can do you I, know about this?
3: Can I have my notes back, please? Those are not yours. I agreed to pay you fair and square. You don't need to be go rubbing around in my things.
2: Bonbon is frozen.
1: Weston, you you must forgive my friend here. We um, stumbled across a coin very similar to this drawing and have been racking our brains out for a month now trying to figure out what it is. I, I don't suppose you would be able to help us with that.
3: Well, I can't say I actually know what it is either. I I pulled that when I was dissecting the large albino uh, crocodile. I pulled that out of its stomach. I immediately recognized that it was magical. Later on, I realized that it had some sort of necromantic qualities to it. Um, it's also incredibly complicated, and that's not really my area of, of expertise. And against my better judgment, I decided to see about repeating the experiment. Obviously, any gestures to the utterly destroyed body of what used to be a human obviously did not bode well uh, i suppose the next time i try it will be with a living creature
0: you will be doing nothing of the sort with that coin <laughs> but
3: I, I <laughs> you all notice as he's saying this saris goes noticeably like two shades paler takes a big swig out of his whiskey bottle <laughs> i have to see if it works within a living creature to replicate the tissue growth this could be invaluable for finding out the uh, Case to extending people's life.
0: I'm not really worried about that right now. I'm worried about clearing the sewers out of necromantic creatures that are being summoned up. Not having you make more and possibly worse things with things that you don't actually understand how to work. It was
3: just one thing. I mean, I, I, it had to be done. I had to do it for science.
0: Is that what your Eureka Academy said?
2: That is. <laughs> Bon bon steps in between them. Like, Look at my shoulder here, bud. <laughs> I think Do you
0: see this? Do you see this big bite mark in hey,
2: me? Hey, well, friends. I, I think
3: I can have something that will heal you up.
2: I think we're just getting a little I think we're all a little punchy, you know. I mean it it's 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 been a long day. You know, you, you still have to go to work, Beckus. And I mean I I mean, Weston, you're not hiding anything about the coin, right? You just found it in the crocodile's stomach. It's not his fault, he didn't do anything wrong. He's It's for science.
0: Well, I'm not accepting any sort of payment as this, and I will go to the authorities if you do not hand over the coin to me.
3: I don't find that very fair.
0: Well, I think it's very irresponsible of you to continue to research with something that you have no idea what it is, and you're literally undoing all the work that I am trying to do.
3: Uh, Make a diplomacy check or intimidation, your choice.
1: Carl's just watching the amount of money we're going to get just just, just know, right? dropping by the minute
2: <laughs> Bon standing in between them going like this but it doesn't really matter because they're so much bigger than her and like standing really far apart but she's like <laughs> going like this <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry with her hands out stretched between them like she's trying to keep them away from each other <clears throat>
0: 10
3: a 10 for which one? Intimidation diplomacy. or diplomacy that coin belongs to me I am going to give you a reward and that's fair enough if you want to know more about this, I suggest you contact the strangers. They are experts in these particular matters. I was going to be taking my own coin to them in a matter of time.
0: I just—I think you should take it sooner than later. Well, I
3: imagine I will before bon bon I starts conduct mouthing. the next experiment.
2: Bon Bon starts mouthing, I'm sorry at Weston. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wave my hand. I wave (laughs) my hand, kind of like in her face.
1: Let's all
2: let's all let's all calm
1: down here. Um, Would Would you mind if we compared the two coins side by side? Obviously, it is your coin. Um, I
3: yes, sure. That would be that would be acceptable. Um, Hold on, just a second. He rushes down to his laboratory. He comes out
0: hiding more stuff down there. (laughs) He
3: reemerges and he has a small box, like a small wooden box. And he's wearing these very large... He's wearing these very large that look like they're metal-infused gloves of some sort. Like they're woven out of some sort of metal. Uh, In one hand, he has a small wooden box. And in the other hand, he has a small, what looks to be, lead box. He walks over and hands Bon Bon, the small wooden boxes. uh, Hopefully, that will be enough to compensate you.
2: Oh, I'm sure it's, it's more than enough. Thank you very much. I hand the box to Carl.
1: I, uh... Casually
2: <laughs> glance into the
0: box. He just- doesn't need it. Feels the weight of said <laughs> box. He knows what the wood weighs. He knows what what else is in there. All
3: right, inside, you find two lesser healing potions, similar to the ones he'd given <clears> you before, and you find a pouch full of coins.
2: Do we also find some chill for Beckins? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just one chill pill, but it's already gone. Uh, I'm running on no
0: sleep. (laughs) I know. Constant dancing. (laughs) The fluids that are being thrown at me. (laughs) The things that keep biting me and making me fall asleep.
3: Poor Beck. (laughs) (laughs) Beck is real will save versus nervous breakdown. (laughs) Failed. (laughs) Uh, The the coin is getting to him.
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) The pouch of coins, 18 gold and 30 silver. He then takes the lead box and he walks over and- Turns to a small desk at the side of this hall, opens the drawer, pulls out this large, what looks to be like a shaving razor, but you can tell it's built for other things. It's silver, and it looks very sturdy, as if it it could almost be used in combat. Um, Those of you who are experienced with things martial, a.k.a. you have martial weapon proficiency, recognize it as a silvered war razor. Basically made to be used in combat, but also made to be kind of small and inconspicuous. He walks over to the creature, flips it to make sure it's on its back and starts hacking away at the uh, the sutures. And so it's flesh of its stomach, of its abdomen, starts peeling back, revealing the organs inside, at which point he pulls out its stomach in one hand, takes the razor and cuts it open and reaches into the stomach and pulls out this bloody silver coin. You can tell... It, it's covered in blood, so it's hard to tell the details on it, but you can tell immediately that it's the same size. He kind of tosses the stomach aside casually and walks back over. He opens up the lead box and puts the coin in the box. He says, I wouldn't actually touch it. You don't know what unpredictable things it can do. And, well, I mean, gestures at the creature, you know some of what the unpredictable things that it can do. But.
2: So this coin is the reason that this that this was able to get up and walk around?
3: Yes, it's the same thing that was altering the crocodile. I just needed to find out
0: why... Bekkah's casually pulls the coin out of his pocket.
2: Bongon looks a little freaked out. Oh, there's more than one of them.
3: That's um, kind of disconcerting, actually.
0: Could you see why I might be so angry?
3: No, not really. (laughs) You thought I had stolen your coin. No, no. No, I'm not
0: mad about the coin. I'm mad about what was done with said coin.
3: What? It's just science. Look, it's taken care
1: of. There's no more problems.
2: It's taken care of. There's no more problems. (laughs) Yeah,
1: see?
0: (laughs) What was that language it was speaking?
1: That was the shadow tongue. That
0: doesn't sound like science. Sounds like necromancy. Guys. I didn't hear it say anything. Oh. It said something. I couldn't understand it.
2: Hey, you know what? We got paid and now we know the name of a group of people that we can talk to about this coin. We have a lead. That's a really good thing. Plus, we have money and stuff. That's we. You well, love money, Becca. Come on.
1: What was What was the name of that group, Weston? The Strangers. The Strangers. The
3: Strangers, yes. Uh, those of you with Portion Grand lore can make a roll. Oh, you, you can I also can make a that. society check if you don't have Portion Grand lore. 23.
1: 23
3: for Portion Grand lore? Correct. I got a 20. For Portion Grand lore? Society. Society. All right. And meccas I
0: rolled a 20. 20.
3: 20? So then- 25 total? He rolled a natural 20. Jeez, okay. So that's a crit- <laughs> I don't know why I'm like... That fiddle- is a critical success.
0: Fiddle-diddling on that.
3: All right, so, uh Bonman, you do not know about the Strangers. However, uh, Beckus, Carl, you know the Strangers are considered one of the five sort of... I don't want to call them gangs, but organizations that operate within the East Block that control the major points of power. They're a group of magic users, uh, alchemists... Uh, some of them are technologists perhaps some of them maybe not necessarily did so well in the Eureka academy and ended up here doing other things they have uh, access to a great deal of knowledge and they're also notoriously difficult to get a hold of they don't really keep an organization that can be easily contacted by people they just tend to go about their studies and stay out of other people's business, but you do know that they hire themselves out on certain occasions to do certain things. Beckus, you know very specifically from some of the rumors that you've heard that the strangers have been working rather closely with the 11th hour and have been, there are some members of the strangers who have been on retainer for the 11th hour to perform specific magical tasks for them. So that if you needed to get in contact with the strangers, the 11th hour is pretty much a sure way to do it as long as they agree to help you, of course. Groovy. <laughs> nice critical hit there.
0: Disseminating the information that I quickly receive from Carl, I reach my hand up and use Mage Hand to retrieve my shock rim from the wall. It whizzes <laughs> by his head.
3: <laughs> by whose head?
0: Carl's?
4: Weston's. West
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of jumps
3: back. There's no need to be rude. Here, uh, you might as well take this too. He hands you the Silver War Razor. You never know when you might... Find that handy. Uh, Saris has used it on a number of occasions to dispatch unruly experiments.
1: Thank you, thank you, Weston.
0: Um, And take it with two fingers (laughs) because it's covered in disgusting guts and bile. Thanks. So yes, it it is a silvered
3: war razor. It is worth approximately forty gold and three silver. Just so you know, it is a poor quality silver war razor or whatever they have like these weird qualities to silvered things now. In either case, it's a weapon, and it's silver, so it works against things that are undead. Uh, certain creatures have vulnerabilities to silver. Werewolves. Well, I think
0: devils are
3: one of them. Werewolves are one of uh,
0: them. Vampires. Yes, vampires. Although um, I can make stakes, too, with my necklace and knife, so I should be more scared of that.
3: <laughs> um, is there anything else that you need, or can I get back to uh, cleaning up the smiths?
2: I, I think we're okay. I, I mean, I, I think I am. Thank you so much for, for thinking of us and for, um, you know, um, your payment. And we're very sorry for the destruction to your banister or whatever that thing is called. I don't oh, think it's Oh, it's perfectly
3: fine. It's an old house. It's going to rot into the ground. Anyway, it's just uh, a place to store my things.
1: Well, if you're looking for someone to repair it, um, I am quite a skilled woodworker. I may take you up on that, actually.
3: It would be nice to have stairs that aren't uh, finished, don't have four actual stairs missing.
1: I believe it would be a fine task for me to begin instructing my apprentice.
3: Uh, Okay, as long as your apprentice isn't too nosy uh, to keep people out of my laboratory in case something like this happens again. I'll
1: be sure to keep an eye on her. Oh, and Weston,
0: there is just one more thing. Bonbon looks mortified. (laughs) What live creature are you planning on using?
3: Oh, I don't know. I figured a small pig. You know, something that can easily be dispatched if it were to become unruly.
1: Perhaps you should let us know when you're going to perform this experiment so that we can remain in the area just in case.
3: Well, you are nearby. Uh, This particular creature took several days to unexpectedly wake up and break its chains, so... These experiments, unfortunately, the timetables are often unpredictable.
0: So you just stuck the <laughs> coin in the dead body and that was it?
3: I just put it in its stomach to replicate what had happened with the crocodile, yes.
0: and uh, It just worked all on its own, no incantations or anything additional you tried to no, do? No, I and...
3: was just seeing I my speculation was that it would cause the growth uh, of the tissue of the creature, which it did swell in a sort, but I was hoping more to... Uh, replicate the aging and growth process to see if it had regenerative properties. As necromancy, well, more benign forms of necromancy do have regenerative properties. I was hoping to suss something out then. But uh, toying with necromancy is really silly. It just turns into things like this, which
1: is why I'm trying to find something better.
2: So you uh, didn't want to be, do anything with necromancy, Becky. It's totally fine. We should go.
1: Um, one one more question while I've got you here, Weston. Yes, um, one more question. what is it? Have you ever heard of an individual called Resk Quirion? No, should I have just j- just curious. um probably not. He's quite old. <laughs> okay um anyway i I suppose you have plenty of work to do cleaning up this mess.
3: Yes, Saris? He looks down at Sarahs, who uh, sighs and stands <laughs> up, takes one more chug out of his bottle, sets it down on a nearby end table, and walks over, and starts scooping the innards back inside to the inside the creature's stomach.
1: Well, we'll leave you to it. It was it was good to see you again. Um,
3: yes, thank you for your help. It's good to know that I have people who are uh, interested in cleaning up certain inevitable scientific
1: messes
2: bonbons just smiling at him really awkwardly waiting for you guys to be ready to go
1: all right we're gonna go come on bonbon bon, and carl will grab bonbon bon and slowly <laughs> drag her okay uh, bye
2: weston i'm really sorry hope you have a good night thank you for all your help bye <laughs> yes,
1: ha- ha- have a good evening
2: call if you ever need anything else really just call at any time that you ever need anything you send a message don't let beckis don't let beckis deter you okay he's just really moody he's had a really hard day thank you <laughs> bye <laughs> He the whole time that Carl's quickly
3: closes me. the door behind you all <laughs> as you leave. All
1: Guys,
2: right. way to show your appreciation for our friend who paid us money and stuff.
1: Uh, oh, I I absolutely appreciate that. I just he's he's kind of a curious individual.
2: I think he's a genius. <laughs> now we know where to go for your coin.
0: Yeah, but I still trust him no further than I can spit, which isn't a lot because I'm very classy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's never been dishonest with us that we know of. He's just, you know, an unconventional scientist, which, I mean, those are the best kind, really. They they make the best discoveries.
0: And mm. the biggest mistakes.
2: Perhaps, but we all make mistakes, do we not? Is it not human to make mistakes, my human friend? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're trying to work on, but you're still well beyond the depth of deception, my dear.
2: Uh, do you still have time to get to work?
3: Uh, yeah, this, I have to. This whole affair has taken about an hour.
2: Because <laughs> of Carl. I'm
3: going to go eat then. <laughs> yeah, you still have to eat. You have to change. And you are also uh, bleeding from a large bite wound in yeah. your arm.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: However... Can- on Bon you can make elixirs of life to heal him if you wish.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, or I could
0: just treat myself with battle medicine, couldn't oh. I? Uh,
3: yes, but you will still at that point then be performing with bloody bandages on your arm. Whereas That's alchemical right, or use- magical healing will just clear it right okay. up for you.
2: I just use quick alchemy to create an elixir of life and then I give it to Becus. Okay. Sweet. But wait, hold on. I go to give it to Bekkah. And then as you go to grab it, I like pull it away. And I'm like, are you okay? Are you going to be okay?
4: Yeah. You were really, really
2: mean to Wesson.
0: Well, (laughs) do you remember that giant crocodile that almost killed us? I do. He just made another one of those.
2: Well, it was a person, though. It wasn't a crocodile. He
0: knows the effect of that coin, (laughs) and he's about to do it to another creature that is alive. Do you think that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing?
2: I think sometimes we have to do bad things in order to get good results, and I like him. And
0: <laughs> well, I just have I have visions of our future being covered with lots of pig intestines and pig poo, honey, because <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen.
2: Bonbon looks very you're gonna confused. See me,
0: you're going to see me use this fancy war blade and I like whip it out and like unfold it, and that's that's probably what's going to happen here. I'm going to do the same thing that he did, and we're going to have to pull that coin out of that one too.
2: I hand him the elixir blade. All right,
0: it takes. Not bad at you, Bon Bon, but I do have your best interests in heart. <laughs> <laughs> takes uh, a big gulp.
3: I think it takes a couple of elixirs to get you fully healed, but your arms back.
2: I, I use however many. Yeah, <laughs> I figured as much. It's, yeah, Not like
4: you cool
0: down spells for the day.
2: Mm-hmm. I Although
0: think- I could. Uh, Right. And do
4: you wanna go to a party. <laughs> I would love to go to a party. <laughs> Try to
2: smuggle them into the party. <laughs> bodyguards, are my entourage? Yeah, you can be the entourage, or we can. Do I that can't walk the like... streets
0: alone at night without bodyguards. Well, I mean,
3: yes. with a successful diplomacy or deception check, you oh. might well, be
2: able to the the get thing
0: them in. Well, I don't have do all know? my skills now because I'm not a rogue. So I'm actually uh, not trained in deception or disguise the, that crap, as I was anymore. Yeah,
1: but diplomacy. I just had the charisma Deception, bonus. diplomacy, why disguise. You would also
3: all have to buy better clothing because <laughs> the, you know, Beckus, the sort of class crest. that you're walking into, sort of
0: lower upper class. I mean, not class. if I'm pretending like they're my servants.
2: I don't understand Yeah, I don't understand why they wouldn't let us buy as their bodyguards. Uh, the bodyguard wouldn't be high class. Like if we're-
0: You could try that.
3: All I'm saying is it will take diplomacy- or deception most likely, and probably some pretty f- good disguisiness.
2: Okay, what about this, what if? I mean, if I, I show get-
0: up, are they gonna turn me away because I brought people with me to protect me? I'll leave, they can have fun doing nothing all night.
2: Maybe they'd make us stand outside. Well, you but- gotta
3: remember this is the best
0: lead you've had. Well, I so know, okay, but, okay, but, <laughs> but I'm also in the most wonderful of moods. <laughs> I really wanna go kiss ass to a bunch of rich kids after I just got covered in guts and shit.
2: What if I do that thing where like, okay, so like Gremlock stands on my head and we have just like a trench coat and I like button it up so that he looks like a really tall Yeti, you know? And yep. then we could say that he's Beckus's Exotic pet. Exotic pet. <laughs> uh,
0: you can try. We're walking home <laughs> discussing all of <laughs> the in, by the way. And this is what we're doing while we're walking. Yeah. Okay. You head
3: back to the smiling tiger get cleaned up, get all the blood off of you, pack up your
0: clothes for the night. Do I still smell like that dead guy? I was asking them. I, oh,
2: yeah. I, sh- I smell you. No, I don't think so, really. You smell like Beckett, you know? <laughs> you need some mm-hmm.
3: nice, you know, flowery soap.
2: <laughs> you smell like the bathhouse and bitter rage. <laughs>
0: so sandalwood and leather. Yeah. <laughs>
2: God. little tiny bit of patchouli in there, but just barely. Just a little, <laughs> a little exotic spice. Mm.
0: So what's the plans, folks? Well, I'm getting dressed. Do you guys want to come along or not?
2: Um, I mean, I thought we weren't allowed in.
1: Is this one of those crazy rich person sex parties? I don't know. Like Probably. Eyes wide open or something <laughs> like that.
0: They're all young, and I'm guessing yes. It's a rather late party to be going to.
2: What happens at a crazy rich person sex party? You want to see? Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> w- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Will I be expected to have cra- sex with crazy rich people? Mm,
0: not explicitly. <laughs> Hard to say. I uh, mean, you aren't quite different, so they might take you in as something of a, a strange oddity if you're okay with that. There no, will be lots of drunkards.
2: No. I don't no. like that. <laughs> you know that these parties- Bon, bon looks uh, really scared. <laughs> they're not just
3: crazy sex parties, but they also also crazy drug parties, and they're also parties where people make contacts, so mm. it's usually just people hanging out, and the vast majority of them are inebriated. There
0: are back rooms, but yeah. it's not all happening in the main floor there, I'd hope. I don't know. We'll uh, see. Okay. okay. If you don't like it, you can leave.
2: Oh, good. Okay. I'm on board. I, I'd like to,
1: to grab just a, a couple things from my apartment on the way, but I, I think I would be interested in...
2: Do we need fancy clothes?
1: Depends
3: on how you're going to try to sneak in.
1: You're going to... If you're going to want to interact
3: with people...
2: How much would it cost to get like a clothes. movie montage rich person makeover for both <laughs> me and Carl? <laughs> well, <laughs> fine, gl- fine
0: clothing like too
3: gold. Why don't people make portion grand, grand lore checks or society checks?
0: Natural 20. Are
3: you fucking kidding Knife. me? Nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nine. All right, Becky's 12. just like, I know everything today.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you guys. Bon Bon, you're going in as my stylist. That way, if you don't want to talk to anyone, you don't have to. You just pretend like you're completely devoted to me. Carl, you'll be the bodyguard.
4: What, you, wait, wait,
2: wait, what's a stylist?
0: You're going to make me look good. Like, you don't have to. I'll do that for you, but you like have to pretend me? like you can make me look good.
2: Like with you, paint on your face and stuff? Paint. Sorry, Bonbon bon doesn't know what this shit is. And <laughs> paint and clothing I was and just going to say to oh, Becus, okay.
3: with your amazing critical hit role again, <laughs> you know someone very specific who you can contact, who is very skilled in making people seem like what they are. You used to use them when you wanted to get to a higher class venue but didn't have the copper badge. It is completely 100% illegal and very punishable to to forge a copper badge. But they can this particular individual can forge credentials as well. And for a small fee, which uh I'm looking up here right now, you're going to need new clothes to match the, Level the roles that you're today. playing.
2: Where the hell is the clothes? I mean, are people go. gonna believe that it it, be there's like a clothing. rich yes. goblin two like two you I can see, piece. but like
3: know that by heart. Yes, you will need to spend two gold. Weird, coins I did know that by heart. To get fine clothing. I'll pay are people for
2: it. gonna know aren't people are there any rich goblins in all of portion grand?
0: They're about to meet one.
3: Well, you don't necessarily like like he was saying, you don't necessarily have to go in as a rich goblin. You can go in as his personal assistant or something. The okay. point is that this person This is my protege if he wants to pay this person or if you all want to pay this person. Okay. They can use their superior disguise skills that you guys don't necessarily have in order to make it look like you belong at this particular party.
2: Okay, I'll shell out two gold for that.
1: Uh, Carl will also shell out two gold.
2: Can well, we, it's however- two gold
3: each for the clothing, and then for her services, it's going to be another gold piece per person. That's I'll cover fine. the cost of everything.
1: Three's fine. Do okay. we okay. get
2: a montage? Yeah.
3: Do you
1: get, <laughs> we get a out?
3: how do
2: I describe a time? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: wigs uh,
1: curlers
3: uh,
0: Jasmina I need
1: you here pes- now I'm gonna I'm gonna pull specific
3: scented oils I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Beckus aside out of um, Bon Bon's earshot and um, I'm gonna just be like hey um, I found this at um, Weston's place and you might use it and I'll slip him the eye on we' running a little low on the mic. oh there. I'll I will I will I will pull Beckus aside. No, you don't have to repeat it I'm just saying oh yeah um, I'm starting to get a I little can't dippy. hear you anyway I'm trying on hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh just 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 don't let bon, bon know that I took this from him <laughs>
0: <laughs> Getting gifts from me old man.
1: Uh, you' to write it down so I don't have to Eon I don't say stone.
3: dull gray ion stone uh, An stone how the hell you pronounce the damn thing Ion.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, I put so, it on my head.
3: Oh, it looks nice. It spins around your head, floats in an orbital pattern. I
0: cast light upon it.
4: It
3: starts glowing. <laughs> People are staring at you as you walk around. All right, so you all visit uh, your friend whose name I don't
0: have. Jasminda. <laughs>
3: Huh, Jasminda.
2: Jasmine.
3: I can't do that. I already character named Jasmine. Um.
2: Yeah, because Jasmine Carlotta. is the only person in all of Portia Grand named Jasmine or some it variation. Might get
3: confusing if the NPCs are recurring.
2: <laughs> are, are we gonna get to talk to Jasmine? Maybe.
1: Cholinda. Mila.
2: Or you could just call her a different name every time. Like she's Belinda when we first get there, and then she becomes Jacinda, Mila. and then that like from Tank Girl. Remember when she?
3: All right. Somebody pick a name.
2: Yasmina.
0: serious? Mina? Yeah.
2: Mina?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Are you guys done talking shit?
0: Mina Mila. We weren't yeah. talking.
1: We weren't talking shit. And Boba <laughs> has no idea that Carl stole the stone from Weston.
2: She looks
0: back over, and there's this like something different about Becca. I don't know. It just seems like glowing.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. There's a stone rotating around his head, and that's on. That's glowing.
2: Is it really? What is that? Where did that? Where did that come from? Hi.
0: Oh, Stopped by the shop while you weren't looking.
2: Well, I wasn't looking. What shop? It's glowing.
0: Yeah, I got it for tonight. Do you like it? I'm, I'm channeling a spell through it.
2: Oh. Microphone.
4: Yeah. Sorry, I'm
0: like wildly gesturing. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Showing off my new
2: hair. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's really neat. I've never seen anything like that before. It's really interesting that you just got that and I didn't know. How?
0: How cool. strange.
2: Yeah. yeah. How strange. Was that the stone that you stole? Yeah. How does the stone be dull? How is that like
1: floating above the tent That's all it does. Yeah, that's normally, all it does. <laughs> it's an
2: it's an
3: Aeon stone. Normally they have powers like they deflect, they give you armor class or different this spells or that.
0: and stuff. Oh, it. if but, it's a dull one, you can channel spells, your like cantrips and stuff into it.
3: Oh, yeah, it's basically it used to have power, but got it burnt out. But the only power it left now that it has is to rotate around your head. It's fashionable, so it's useful if you want to cast light on it and want, don't want to have to carry a torch.
2: Oh. I think it's really pretty.
3: So, what happens next is, you head to your friend Mina. You give a couple of knocks on her door.
0: I do the secret knock.
3: <laughs> she cracks the door, and you both see this sort of just below five feet, squat, kind of round around the middle woman with this really bushy, curly hair, and she has this deep, deep tan skin, as if she's probably maybe. Uh, comes from the West somewhere, and she's wearing her night clothes as if she was getting ready for bed. She looks up Bacchus and friends,
0: dear Mina, do you have time for a pre midnight makeover? I yeah, always okay. have
3: time for you
0: looks I over you would mm.
3: yes, okay, well, come in, come in, come in you you'll be easy you uh I think I have some. No mission halfling size clothing sit around. What's the occasion, and what are you trying... What presentation, what theatrical light do you wish to give
0: to this? Well, this young goblin over here, she is going to be done up to be a stylist. So, the more eccentric, the better. This is her first foray into fashion, and I want her to feel all of it. Ah,
3: yes, of course. And the elf?
1: Yes, I will be... Just trying to mingle. <laughs> that doesn't really help me, darling. <laughs> He's gonna be a butt. <laughs> well, I um have never really been to one of these parties and I'm really looking to just What
0: kind of a party are we
3: looking at here?
1: A crazy rich person sex party is what I've
3: been. Oh saying. one of those. Okay. Oh, well <laughs> now another one. So I take it you're gonna wear clothes that come off very
2: easily. Oh, no, not me. I would like clothes that would be very difficult to take off, please.
3: I see. <laughs> um, kind of defeats the point of going to these parties. But uh, whatever you
1: need to do. I'd, l- I'd love to have some pockets. I have um, some things to bring with me.
3: Uh, okay, yes, yes. Well, let's get to work.
1: She sits you down,
3: and you're cutting it pretty close, because you only have about an hour and a half, or about two hours before you need to be there, and it's about a 40-minute walk.
0: Can I pay? She how much through. does a carriage cost again?
3: Uh, or a rickshaw? Wh- a rickshaw once you get outside of uh, the east block you can get a rickshaw uh, you can get one within but it's really not going to save you incredibly much time the problem is it's late and unless you're on a main strip it's hard just hard to find one so it might take as much time to find one as it takes to walk luckily the place is about 40 minutes away from the okay. gate so but she d- moves quickly as with you can tell she's just very skilled at this and uh bonbon she kind of Changes you, makes you look a little bit less uh, sickly hypothermia, and makes your skin... Ouch! <laughs> she uses this sort of oil that she rubs into your skin, and s notice your skin now is this... Uh, she shows you into a mirror, shows you a mirror, and your skin is this sort of glowing, sparkling blue that reminds you of, like, really, really bright ice that you would see out on the tundra. It almost makes you look like
0: a gemstone, and very glittery.
2: I... Love it! Oh my god!
0: (laughs) I'm drinking and casually like glancing over. You should show up to Weston's like that sometime. Maybe he'll actually notice you. (laughs) Ouch. Uh,
1: Carl Carl shakes his shakes his head and just like grins to himself a little bit about it. It's not
0: that you're not a pretty girl. It's just (laughs) he's got his nose deep in those books or guts.
2: (laughs) Do you think he would like it? I'm like patting my own sparkly cheeks.
1: (laughs) You do look quite lovely. Oh. You
2: look like a goblin princess.
1: She
0: also takes
2: your- This is like the most attention she's ever been given in her entire life about being pretty. So she's like spinning in circles and (laughs) just like- (laughs) She also
3: takes your hair and kind of begins rapidly wrapping it in silver wire. So it creates this sort of like net like effect where your dreads are kind of woven together with the silver wire pattern around them. It takes them back into like almost like a ponytail thing, but that spreads out across your back
4: she'm I'm imagining am like a, like, I'm a
2: here.
3: <laughs> she gives you this three layered dress, very, very wide at the bottom. So it's a very uh, almost like more like a fairy tale princess dress, but very extravagant as if a stylist.
2: I have definitely never worn anything like that.
3: Then she <laughs> accompanies it with all sorts of mostly silver jewelry, a few she kind of looks at a few gold pieces and looks looks at you noticeably glances at your coin pouch and puts the gold back. And says, remember, all these need to come back. (laughs) I've been working with you long enough that I won't require a deposit, but uh, she finishes you up, so there you go.
2: Wow. And
0: now you. (laughs) She goes to town on you.
3: (laughs) By the time she's done with you, your hair is very well-oiled and just tied back. You look very sort of simple- gentleman. What was he going for again? Bodyguard? So you look very refined, but uh, she uses a slightly less uh, extravagant form of clothing. So you look like you're well-dressed, but well-dressed to quote-unquote fit in with a bunch of other people, but obviously not as well-dressed so people don't accidentally mistake you for real being an actual gentleman. Uh, But all your clothes are very rugged and um, it actually if you were going to wear armor it would hide armor underneath it it's like blousey enough so you can kind of fit things underneath it as long as you're not searched you I'd, should be fine
1: I'd, I'd love a look that um, also says respectable merchant <laughs> well that's
3: a little different than
1: bodyguard
3: and uh, I believe if you're running out of time we don't have you can come back later for that
1: v- very very well body be a different
3: wild sex party <laughs> And you leave Mina's shop. She waves to you, counting her gold coins. says, make sure to bring it back. You have two days to bring it back. And please bring team. it back without any um, strange stains.
0: Luckily, we know spells now to get rid of that, dear. <laughs> I'd, I'd also... Those were the old days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd also like to grab some small carved trinkets.
3: Okay. Like the ones you from your home?
1: Yes. Okay,
3: I'll we'll just say you got those earlier because you don't have any time. You have to rush across town in order to make it. And eventually, sweating.
0: actually, being late is better. You take a
3: few minutes and you're looking around, and you eventually, you find this alley that's sort of uh, matches the description of where you were told to go on the imitation. And you walk down the alley and you see a door which looks like it used to be some sort of cellar door, you know, like one of those sort of diagonal cellar doors, but it's been converted. And now sits straight, but it's in the ground at the bottom of a narrow flight of stairs. And right above it is a sign that looks like it's freshly painted. Just a simple sign of a red and orange bird.
0: This is it. All
3: right. So you give a knock. (laughs) You give the secret knock. The door cracks open and you see a scarred and serious looking face looking out at you. And he looks at you and he looks at the other two. You have an invitation?
1: Well, invitation or not. This is Beckus Brandywine. Doesn't ring a bell. Invitation or not. He's the performer.
3: The performer. He looks over at you. Invitation, please.
0: I don't know if I was given an invitation or not. Yeah,
3: he sent you that morning, remember?
0: Oh, okay. I, With all the instructions and everything. I, I thought I got an actual word of it, not actual.
3: Nope, he sent you
0: a a
3: very nicely scrolled
0: invitation. I pull it out. All right, of he, my Belials.
3: He looks at it and he looks at the other two and says, I don't see anything about three here.
1: I am Becca's bodyguard and this is his stylus. Hello.
3: Make a deception check, Carl. <laughs> and remember, you still have two hero points if you need to use them.
1: I'm going to use my untrained <laughs> improvisation on deception for a plus one. Oh, is that your new general feat? Yes. I'm going to use a hero mm-hmm. point. So. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's, That's a natural, natural 20. 20. You guys are yeah. I'm going
3: to stop sending into combat and just start sending into social situations so you roll better. All right, he looks over at you and looks you up and down, looks down at Bon Bon and looks over back and says, all right, he opens the door. You walk into a small room. It's about eight feet by eight feet and on each wall is a door centered in the wall and he points to the door off to your right That'll lead back behind the stage. Madame Deloc will there, be there to tell you where you need to go and what you need to do. He opens the door for you, and you all step through and are immediately greeted. The sounds of light music and the smells in the air. Bon Bon recognizes some alchemical smells of certain herbs and things that may be smoked to cause sensational uh, awareness changes. He also smell uh, many... Many, many different like flowers and you hear people laughing and so forth and so on. And as you step back. And unless anybody has a question, we're gonna be ending it right there.
2: That was my question was whether or not we were gonna <laughs> keep going.
3: <laughs> and that's scene.
2: That is great though. Well, welcome to the party. What's her with, name again?
3: Uh, the what? woman that you're supposed to talk to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Madame Deloc. Did you want to do a plug for your podcast at all?
2: Stuart because I'm actually kind of doing it again, so that's
3: good. <laughs> all right, go for it. Molly,
2: plug your podcast. Thank you very much, sir. If you, for whatever reason, enjoyed my contributions to this particular podcast, you might enjoy my podcast where I ramble on incessantly about horror movies. Uh, Go to anchor.fm forward slash final girl Friday for more. All
3: right. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Uh, We'll be back hopefully next week. There's been a couple of delays and stuff like that, but uh, we're trying to get it back on track. And next week... Wild Orgy Sex Party Woo! 1000. Oh, Yay! so much fun to be had. <laughs> so much naked.
2: Bonbon's really scared. <laughs>
3: Ectoplasm <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> All right. I have been Jason McHenley. I've been the Game Master.
0: I've been Jordy. Becca's Brandywine. Uh, this is Carl, played by Ali.
2: I am Molly, playing Gremlock and Bonbon. Bon. All right.
0: And uh, that's it for the night.
3: Y'all have fun out there. Hopefully, listen to us next week. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Whatever. Don't eat any strange coins. All right, bitches. Hello? Hello?
2: Hello? Hello? Hello?
0: You will not have my same mine. <laughs> I'm just saying, stop sleeping with a soup lady and get to work selling things. I guess you have an apprentice now. What? <laughs> stop sleeping I'm with the soup, soup lady. lady. Oh my god. <laughs> He's working the slow game on Bruin. Yeah, I know. It. <laughs> oh my. Hope my mom doesn't ever listen to this. <laughs> five hit points is what i healed Here we go. five hit points five hit points back to 21 hp <laughs> but i'm still dumb and feeble then sickened by my vanity
3: is that all you want to do is blow shit up